Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Have you guys heard about this club? That you can join. It's a real exclusive club, but anyone can be a member. It's called the Scrub It Up Scrub Club. Now, you might think that's hard to say. I bet it's easy to use. It's easy to use, and you can wash your car every day if you choose. You can sign up for just a low price of $13 a month. Get your car washed every day if you want. Sign up at scrubitub.biz. Want to talk about this Brewer series coming up against the Pirates? Last thing you want to do is beat these teams and then lose to the Pirates. Yeah. They beat Tampa Bay yesterday in the morning, afternoon. So we'll talk about that game here from Craig Council, Rowdy Telez, and more. But before I get started here this hour, I got to give some recognition to good old KS, a longtime tweeter, longtime listener, longtime follower of the station. We've mentioned him many a times, and he has come out with something, and he's been doing this for a while, but now that he included my dad, I'm going to give mention to it. He's come out with something that I think avid listeners of the station and the show will appreciate. He's come out with his updated WSSP caller standings. So I'd like to go through them here. All right. With you. He's got a top 10. I Yes, I, I uh, saw this last night and it yeah. uh, piqued my interest. He's got top 10. Good old KS on Twitter. I retweeted it at Wings Things. So you can see the top 10 and chime in or maybe you're somebody that's in this top 10 and you can advocate to be up now this is the old bark collar standings music i used to do okay a bark oh, so you standings. used to do this i used to do every for week your I, would show. Do, I would do a top four callers of the week okay uh john and franklin is one one d and fenimore uh where d is uh there's been a lot of guys that have won one john was the one guy we actually got together with we took him out to breakfast and i bought an old rotary phone and i had it bronzed and made it a trophy. <laughs> and I believe he still has it. Okay. All right, so this is the good old KS updated WSSP caller rankings. Now, what you will notice is that good old KS appreciates a lot of the callers just by picking up the phone and calling in. I mean, that is, that's something that not a lot of people will do. Good old KS, I will say, has a very anti-Mike the Painter slant to him. Does not like Mike the Painter. That's a shame. Number 10 in the WSSP caller standings, according to good old KS, is Paul the Perfect Painter. He called in yesterday. Was that his first call yesterday? His first call. And he made the top 10. And he he trashed Mike. <laughs> good old KS like that. Number 9 is Greg Winkler. We talked to my dad yesterday for... A good 20 minutes. He was at the game on Tuesday. Uh, the description is award-winning author, co-author of the best-selling Welcome to Florida, WTF, Our Journey to Paradise, along with his beautiful wife, Vicki. Available on Amazon and anywhere that appreciates fine literature, No sold Bart's fake hole-in-one story 20 years ago. So Greg Winkler, number nine. Number eight, Mike the Better Painter. Good old KS says, I've actually never heard one of his calls, but there's no doubt in my mind that he's a better painter than the other Mike. See? Wow. Brutal takedown. Now, are these people, they're allowed to call in rebuttal too, well, they're right? they're allowed to call yeah. in, absolutely. But I'm just, I'm bringing this to, this is, this is more for those that listen enough and yeah. maybe have a ranking of their own. Uh-huh. Because I got to be honest with you guys, I, I do see tweets where some guys say that, 
Sometimes you guys call in and they like your calls. Sometimes they call in and they use the old fast forward button. Hey, adios mios. Number seven, Barbecue J. Great dude, great business, good takes, makes me hungry. Just doesn't call in enough to be higher on the standings. Heaven's table. Uh, number six, Tony in Texas. Steady. Entertaining. I'm not buying that he's representing Ezekiel Elliott. Tony says he is uh, getting into athlete management. Number five on this list. Good old KS rankings for callers. Spark guy. Nothing lately necessarily stands out. At the same time, nothing has been embarrassing. Dude is a grinder. Spark guy. Frequent caller to the show. Number four, Dave and Cudahy. I need a little more of the have a good ones and see us. Or did you get your lawyers sicked on you like I did? I won't dig into that one. JMO comes in at number three. Sometimes I get him, sometimes I don't. Almost always entertaining in some odd way, nonetheless. Still convinced he wasn't Timmy in Dallas. By the way, is that guy still alive? Yeah, we used to have a guy calling Timmy in Dallas. I don't think I know this guy. He called in like every day during the Packers season. Sounded like JMO. And then just disappeared. And that always does concern me. It, it either could be he doesn't like the show anymore, but the more plausible reason is death. Right? Two is Notebook Mike. Cried when Rami left. So did I. Never finishes raps, he promises, which makes me mad. Notebook Mike has been absent from our phone lines recently. He has. He has, and that bothers me, but I do, you know, whatever. I just want him to be happy. And uh, if he's happier calling other shows and not mine, I, I'm sad. But, again, I want what's best for the callers. And then number one is a very frequent caller to the afternoon show. Not so much the morning show, although has called in more. And that is Trav. One, two, three to the four. Uh, ain't nothing but great sports radio, baby. Fans, Rami and Sam, go crazy. With 1250 Odyssey and sponsors that pay me only listen 1250 and Odyssey. All right, so the top 10 according to Good OKS callers to WSSP right now. Number 10, Paul the Perfect Painter. Number 9, my dad. Number 8, Mike the Better Painter. Number 7, Barbecue J. Number 6, Tony in Texas. 5 is Spark Guy. 4 is Dave in Cudahy. 3 is JMO. Two is Notebook Mike, and one is Trav. So there you have it. The what are your takes? Up to what this do you point. think? Well, I think that you know it's it's. I a, mean, you deal with these people. Well, it's a good list. I will say that it is it's a biased list. I mean, he's very clearly yeah. anti Mike the painter. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how to properly. I like that my dad's on there. Yeah, your dad makes it after one call. That's uh, good for him. Congratulations, Greg Winkler. Oh, the Supreme Court's up to no good again. Oh, boy. Well, I could talk about this one. This isn't going to get people mad at me. They're uh, basically saying that the government can't step in and fight climate change, which is fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. We're just we're just all going to die in, on this planet. I mean, it's, it's climate change. Global warming. No, don't say global warming because then when it's 80 on a winter day, then you're like, ooh. But, I mean, we are re- we are using the resources up on this planet. But, and the solution is, people are more, people, I'm, this is me, real quick. People are more thinking that the solution for what we do is to figure out a way to live on Mars than it is to stop what we're doing. I mean, come on. Nobody's ever going to live on Mars. This will be a freezing cold take in the year 3590. Listen to this guy on the radio. And radio will still be around. Because radio should have been dead a long time ago. That's what all you all thought. And guess what? Still here. still here. Still here. It ain't going anywhere. Freezing cold take this when you guys laugh at me on Mars. Brewers won yesterday. Tim and I were at fourth base. Right when it opened, we pounced in. Good atmosphere, good vibe. We sat next to each other. We posted up at the bar. Watched the game on the TV. Somebody else came in, thought that the game was a replay because it was so early in the morning. 
And it was not. It was live. So we sort of talked to him a little bit. A little. A little. Yeah. We talked about the catch. We saw the catch there. What did he order? I don't know. I didn't. You see, I didn't. Did he get a beer or Bloody Mary? I, I thought he got a Bloody Mary. I think he got a Bloody Mary. Him and his wife. No, his wife got a Captain and Coke. Oh. I Trust you, me. You, I went, you she and... ordered a Captain and Coke. I went, okay. I could tell. And I think she said she didn't want to have a Bloody Mary because... No, he 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 said she can't have when they're too spicy for her. Okay. So he like ordered for her. You were on that side of them, so yeah, you I was on heard that a side. little more than I did, but I was on that side. I did hear him say, "Is this a is this a replay? Is this a replay?" I said, "No, it's live." He goes, "Eleven o'clock in the morning." Well, you got to take that East Coast time in. Guy looked like he was barely ever up at eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> is is the thing. It was, it was a nice date. You had a nice uh, lunch date for those two, and you had a nice lunch date between me and Tim. And we both went with the shaved steak sandwich and fries. I ordered it, got got everything on it, the melted provolone, mm, the onions, the very peppers. Good. and Very good. Tim said, I'll have what he's having. It sounded great. You talk about it all the time. It's very good. It's my go-to there. No, you can get uh, the steak sandwich, you can get steak, you can get ribeyes, you can get burgers, you can get... There's plenty of seafood options. We saw CJ, he's behind the deli case, as he always is. You know, and you can go there and check out and have everything, you know, made to order. If they got the food, they can make it how you want. Regrettably, we did not get the dessert. They have a lot of good desserts. So I guess, oh no darn, we'll have to go back. I, again, did not know they had desserts. Yeah. Did not have desserts. What are you doing at 10.15? Well, today I'm taking a nai-nai, as we call it in our house. Today I'm taking a a nai-nai, going going to bed. Take a nap. I got a big day day today. I'm going to take a nap. I I bought some cards yesterday with you. I bought some cards from Walgreens. I'm going to organize those. I have to put them in my books. Mm -hmm. There are some cards in there that. Yep. Uh, there's some other cards that I, I'm still going through things I want to sell. Okay, so I might do a little bit of that today. It depends how long I take a nap. I would like to take a nap and get up by 2 then have a productive day until I go to pick up my kid from daycare. If I futz around a little bit and don't fall asleep till 12, well, then I'm probably going to sleep till 5. I take long, yesterday I took a long nap. I napped and then like woke up during the Brewer game and then like fell asleep. I got this great instinct to wake up when there's important things happening. So I wake up, I see a home run, I go back to bed. I wake up, I see Josh Hader get the save, I go back to bed. It's a great instinct of mine. I don't, it's just because I liked it with the TV on, you know, when I take a nap. So, but I was tired, and that food knocked me out. Yeah. And the beer knocked me out. Uh, and then uh, you and I both went home, and then I went back to the bar closer to my house and just did a bunch of shots so I could ensure myself to take a nap. I kid. I did that at my house. But the Brewers got a great victory yesterday. They went down to Tampa and won both games. That would have been only their 13th, right? Their 13th time ever playing Tampa. These teams have, like, barely played each other. The Rays have only been to Milwaukee once. That was back in 2011. Took two or three. They'll come back here later this year for another two-game set. But we got to see a lot about that stadium yesterday. We got to see all the little quirks, all the little nooks and crannies. We got to see Jace Peterson the other night. Dive into the pitching mound. We got to see two home runs yesterday. Go off the catwalks, the C-rings. It was just a crazy game yesterday. First inning, you knew you might be in for a weird one. Luis Urias made a diving catch. Franco, little bleeder, shallow right, long run, Urias. Diving catch! Yes, he held on to it. What a play by Luis Urias. My goodness. What a play by Urias. Incredible. It was such a good play. It was almost as if he didn't catch it, which he didn't catch it. But early in the game, the Rays were not going to challenge. So what were you supposed to do if you're Tampa? There wasn't a good angle, I don't think, the other way. They had an angle on it where it looked like he didn't catch it. I think if they had an angle from the outfield, you could really see we never saw that one. Then Rowdy Telez with what would be his first homer of the game, it basically, like, sat on top of the fence for a little bit and then crawled over. To Les into center field. 
Back onto the warning track at the wall. It's off the top of the fence. Did it get out? It sure did. Climbed up right over the top of the wall. And Rowdy Tellez with home run number 14. Well, I tell you about this Brewer game, a quick update from good old KS. He says, to be fair, I'm also quite biased against Ram. So that's why Ram was not in the top 10. Very interesting list. Again, our top 10, or his top 10, caller standings, I've retweeted it. Winks thing. So Telez got a home run there. And then in the second inning, this was the play of the game. It had to be. This was the play of the game. And this happened when um, there was a ball. A Rosarina hit one out. It looked like it would be close to a home run. Davis dove basically head first. Like in, I think the best way to describe it is into a swimming pool with no water. I mean, he went head first in this thing. And you thought he might hurt his shoulder or even his head. But it was back that bothered him. And so Rosarino ran around the bases like an inside of the park home run, but nobody like scattered to pick up the ball. I mean, they were all, it's all like, oh, well, let's let's worry about the health first. Well, the ball never came out. He made the catch. Jonathan Davis headlong into the fence. They're going to say he caught the baseball. Jonathan Davis is down. Randy Rosarena comes in and scores, but now all of the focus is on Jonathan Davis out in center field. My God, what an effort. Unbelievable play by Jonathan Davis. Did he hold on to the baseball? Looks like he did. The second base umpire said it was an out out there on the field. That might be the catch of the year. Yeah, no kidding. In all the baseball. One, two, three to the four. Uh, ain't nothing but great sports radio, baby. Fans, Rami and Sam, go crazy with 1250 Odyssey and sponsors that pay me only listen 1250 and Odyssey. That was an editing mistake on my behalf, but good to hear from Trav uh, whenever we can hear his rap. So Roddy Telez with uh, a home run, Jonathan Davis with a great catch, Luis Urias with a catch that maybe wasn't a catch. On the pitching side of things, Eric Lauer. I mean, another Eric Lauer recently type start. Four and a third, three earned, six hits. His ERA now for the season's over four. He had a bad ERA this month. It's near seven. It's still near seven in the month of June. But now the ERA on the season's over four. His ERA shot up from about two, five to four just this month. So he's, I mean, they need him. That's part of the pitching strength. Woody Burns. Peralta is strong, but then when you add Ashby, it looks like we'll see him this weekend maybe. And and Lauer and Hauser, Lauer and Hauser have both been struggling. Just three, four weeks ago, we were talking about Lauer being an all-star. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, and getting, you know, a, a coach's vote or player's vote into the all-star game with, with our pitching. And that has gone downhill a little bit, but. what We have two all-stars. We might have three. I think we have, well, two definite. Burns and Hader. Burns and Hader. Who do you think the third one would be? Let's not sleep on Devin Williams. Yeah. Let's not, I was, yeah. First I was thinking Roddy Telez. What is it with him in April? Like, when when spring training starts, the, he should, <laughs> I wish there was a way to get him starting in, like, I don't know. January, February. Well, when's the World Baseball Classic? Is that next year again? I he could play so, on that yeah. team, whatever. But it, yeah, that that's before the season starts. Yeah, get that all out during that. Yeah, because he's. It it just seems like it takes him a month, month and a half to get really get going. And once he gets once he gets going, he's unstoppable. He's almost like Hater. He's untouchable right now. Yeah, two home runs, fourteen and fifteen yesterday. So he's climbing up the National League ranks. No, there's a there's always a lot of guys. First base is always a tough nut to crack when you're trying to get to the All Star game. He would be somebody that's more a reserve or maybe vote in the last guy is where you might see Telez. Haters a lock. Burns is a lock. Devin, it just depends if yeah. But Devin's been very good too. I just wonder if they they look at that. You know, you normally you look at the closers when you're thinking of relievers. Normally you don't look at you don't look at a guy like Devin Williams unless the team sucks. And you need to put one guy on, but I would think Devin Williams is a case for for an All Star performance. All right, so then uh, Lauer, you know, kind of struggles a little bit, and game's tied three three. Um, well, eventually, but before that, 
Urias had his home run. And I'll play Urias' home run, and then I'll play it to Les, and then uh, those will be it for the highlights. Because both of these Valley Sports Wisconsin kudos, the new home of Steven Watson, he had to change his Twitter. I think he was Watson12 or something. Something like that. So like WIS and so when you change your Twitter name, you lose your blue check mark. Oh, no. Yeah. So he has to get that back. Luis Urias with the home run that never left the park. Urias with a fly ball out to left center. That is well struck, headed towards the gap, and it is gone. That one hit off the C-ring, and Luis Urias has hit a two-run home run to put the Brewers out in front. As if we just didn't talk about that. My goodness. Right off the C-ring and gone, another two-run home run for Luis Urias. Frank Thomas has nothing on Luis Urias. They had been talking about a home run that Frank Thomas had hit there, and they were—I mean, it was—it was almost like they knew it was coming, and they were leading right into it because it was—it uh, was just like that was the timing of it. It was very well timed, and then Rowdy Telez does the same sort of thing where he hits the—you know—the skywalk as well, hits the home run, talks with Sophia after. Swinging a high fly, deep right field. It is back. It is off the top of the catwalk and gone. We've got another catwalk shot for Rowdy Telez. Harold Ramirez kept waiting for that ball to come down. It was off the catwalk and out of here, and the Brewers have the lead. Boy, a couple of high, towering home runs for the Brewers, one by Urias. And now Rowdy Telez with yet another multiple home run game. Rowdy, on the homestand, we talked about you wanting to backspin more balls. How about four homers in the last four days for you? Another multi-homer game. What's gone into the approach? Um, you know, just trying to be on time, uh, get the foot down, and, and stay in the big part of the field. So uh, I think when I'm able to be consistent and drive the ball to center field, it's going to help me in, in all facets of my game. Coming over from Toronto, you've played a lot here. Did that help, seeing the ball here at the Trop? Uh, I don't like playing here. Uh, I think it's hard to see the ball here, but, um, you know, I was able to put two good swings on some pitches that were in the middle of the zone. So uh, I think it was just where the locations were more than anything. Jonathan Davis made one of the best defensive plays and catches that we have seen all season long. What was your reaction when you saw Jonathan go back for that ball to Rob, Randy, and Rosarena? Well, you got to remember, I played with him since 2013, so um, that was casual. I, I've seen him do that multiple times. I've seen him stretch it off the field. Um, you know, that doesn't shock me one bit. I tell him every time he does it to stop because I don't feel like dealing with him and uh, him being off the field. But, you know, he's uh, he's one of the best outfielders, if not the best I've ever played with. So for me, watching him do that, he's he's just he's fearless. That's the word you describe. He's fearless. He's, he's going to be out there whether he wants it or not. The Rays have a tough lineup. What about the job the bullpen did? Four and two-thirds scoreless innings to help you guys come away with the sweep. It's huge. I mean, that's what we are. We're pitching, you know. So if we're able to put some runs up on the board, uh, we know that they're going to do the rest. It lights out, and, um, you know, that's how our uh, team is built around. It's built around the pitching staff, and um, if we can just do as much as we can to put on two, three, four runs on the board, we know we got a good chance to win. You know, when you're in the middle of a season like this, and we're pretty close to the middle of the season here, uh, July 1st tomorrow, trade deadline coming up not too long. From that, and then we're right into the dog days and the pennant race, and you're into the playoffs. But I think the consensus at the beginning of the season, we're talking about the pitching. The pitching needs to be good. And then offensively, we say it needs to be Yelich and it needs to be Hira. Everybody said that. It needs to be Yelich and it needs to be Hira. Yelich has been better in the leadoff spot. He's very productive, actually, in the leadoff spot. He's playing that role of a leadoff hitter. Yeah. Not the power, but... Hitting, getting on base, stealing, being aggressive. Yeah, he's not going to win MVP. No. He's not going to be an all-star. No, and I think I heard them talk on the post-game show yesterday after the game that our Tim posed the question, are you happy with Yelich? Or it was it was something to that effect. Like, would you expect would you expect this out of Christian Yelich to bunt? Because he bunted yesterday. He did bunt sacrifice. Was he Wasn't it a sacrifice? I, uh, that's the question. Was it I his call? Tim said that came from the dugout. No. That 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 council that 
they knew this game. This he said this felt like a playoff game because you had two teams that are kind of similar to, to each other. To be fair, Tim feels like every game is a playoff game. No, but this one, I I get what he was what he was trying to say in that this game was you had two good bullpens going. Like one run is very valuable sure. against these two teams because their bullpen was decent. Our bullpen is good. You knew if you could get to Williams box hate or even Trevor got box. Williams hater, you had a good feeling that you could win that game. So I think I, uh, I kind of, uh, as listening to the post game show, I'm listening to Tim and listening to explain it. And this is what kind of happens when I'm here too, working with him, that he convinces me throughout the show. Yeah, that that's what they were trying to do. Maybe the old dog's trying to convince himself. So because Craig would never say, he won't admit it. Craig, was that a uh, was sack it? punt? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. He would just. He would never say it, ever. But with Yelich, like Yelich and Hero, those are the guys that we thought would make a big difference. I think it is very interesting. Even like at the beginning of the season, looking at this team, Yelich, Hero, you know, Telez, Adamas, you know, Urias. We say all these names. Even guys like, well, will we see uh, Garrett Mitchell? Will we see you know Ethan Small? But then there's guys like Jonathan Davis, and this is where I go back to. Jonathan Davis. Who knows anything about Jonathan Davis? Guy's 30 years old, spent a lot of time with Toronto, as Rowdy Telez mentioned, had a cup of coffee with the Yankees, as they say, and then the Brewers found him. And Lorenzo Cain moves on, and the Brewers have Jonathan Davis, and now he's an impactful guy. Like, make no mistake about it. Now, he's not like good enough that they're not going to need a center fielder. But for I mean, Jonathan Davis has played a nice role on this team up to this point. And then guys like out of the bullpen as well, Jason Alexander had a rough outing and, you know, sometimes that whip is way too high, but he has given the Brewers at least a steady guy to go in there and grab some innings. And no one's talking about him before the end of the year. So it's just, it's, it's interesting in a baseball season, how you have, the guys that you expect, the guys that you hope, the guys that you think could make an impact in the minors, and then these guys, like, out of nowhere. I mean, if, I, if I'm if i spending April or March talking about Jason Alexander and Jonathan Davis, these are two guys you have to keep your eye on. You're like, what do you mean? They're 30 years old in minors. But these are the guys that have been making an impact lately. I want to go back to the all-star talk. There might be one other player that we could get. One other brewer? Yes. Do you do you want to guess? He was an all-star last year. Narvaez? Maybe. I mean, it's hard at that position just because Wilson Contreras, and then you'll get the sympathy vote with Yadier Molina in his last year. He'll probably be a backup. Do they go with three catchers? When's your boy uh, he's Pedro been... able to come back? Because uh, he's, 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 they... he's uh, half this week. He's a half half the season, 81 games. Because he can't, he's suspended, but he can be in the minors. Correct. And he just went to double A, okay. I believe, within the last week or two. So do we dump Caratini? No, I think you keep everybody. If you're going to dump someone, you dump Pedro. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. I, 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 I You have to. But I think they keep all three. Now, Pedro can play first, but we don't need that. No. I mean, Rod, Roddy's an everyday first baseman. Can he now. play center field? Can he play outfield? <laughs> yeah, can we can we have an outfield of Caratini, Narvaez, and uh, Pedro Severino? Pedro Severino. I, I mean, I, I've i heard that his defense is shaky, Pedro Severino. He can't throw anyone out, but his offense makes up for it. So I I don't know what they do. I, I think you just – I don't think you mess with that right now. You got a good thing going on at catcher. You know, so I think outlived his expiration date is Jace Peterson. Because there's a lot of guys, when they come up here, you think, okay, well, he'll be up here for a little bit. Like Nate Orff. Those are just those guys, the the Nate the Nate Orff. Well, I remember Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz came up and thought, oh, this will be a weekend. He, he started a playoff game. Yeah, he was here the rest started of the year. Started a couple playoff games. And I think Jace, Jace, Jace is like a slightly better Hernan Perez. We call him on-base Jace, but then he what is he hitting, like 190? He's not hitting that well, is he? Uh, Jace Peterson this season. Yeah, he's hitting not two thirty four. Okay, it's good. I <laughs> these at days. Some, look at some of these batting I averages. Tro- now. Trust me, if we go through this weekly on Yelich the post game show. Two fifty two. Yeah, they're going up. 
the last two fifty. Wow. Caratini, how can you cut a guy with a two forty batting average? Luis Urias and Willie Adamas, two twenty three and two twelve respectively. Watch out! Somebody put those bats in a freezer. My God. Your middle infield hitting combined 450. Not even. Yikes. I'm Bart. That's Tim. More coming up on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A Hawks perspective, what went into deciding to bring him in and pair him with Trey Young? Yeah, this has been a Hawks organization, I think as much as any in the league, that was just determined that they were going to make changes, they were going to get better. They gave up a lot. Three first-round picks, two of their own, uh, one they have uh, via Charlotte, and also a pick swap in 2026 with San Antonio. But uh, Trey Young was really excited about getting DeJounte Murray in, and this is a group that, listen, they want to be improved. He'll improve them certainly on both sides of the ball. Uh, but Atlanta, listen, they're not done dealing yet. They still have been engaged on John Collins and, you know, I think fundamentally there's going to be some real, uh, there going to be some more changes in Atlanta, but they're pretty excited about the idea of DeJounte Murray joining mm. Trey Young. So on the other side, the, the Spurs lose a guy who averaged 21 and 9. Uh, you mentioned the picks. A couple of them are unconditional here in the first round. What's uh, San Antonio trying to do? Yeah, 11 picks now uh, in the next seven years. And they got three from Atlanta, one from Chicago. Uh, and seven of their own. And they're in a full rebuild now in San Antonio. And they had three first-round picks this year. They're, they've gone very young. They've got cap space. And listen, I think it was it was inevitable in San Antonio. And I think DeJounte Murray, I think being part of a rebuild like that uh, after coming off his first All-Star appearance, I think he's excited about a chance to go. But three first-round picks, that's a lot in any trade in the NBA, especially getting him unprotected. And this is certainly an organization with a history of drafting well. And, listen, they are now uh, in a full rebuild mode. And, you know, Greg Popovich, the expectation is that he's going to return again. He really enjoyed coaching that young team last year. He likes this young group. And so, um, you know, it's going to be a team that um, may be among the youngest in the NBA. I was Adrian Wojnarski on ESPN yesterday, and I played that for your benefit as much as mine. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Tomorrow night, I'm filling in for Zach Gelb on the Zach Gelb Show. I am. I would like to say that I uh, worked hard for this achievement, but I've become friendly with Zach, and he texts me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make yourself laugh, Bart. So that is uh, that is that's. This is this is great. I got to make sure fantastic. my, my yeah. voice stays good. Take some cough pills tonight. Yeah, yeah some make sure. Even though you have another show tomorrow morning, I, I'm doing the show tomorrow morning. I'm not. I'm not going to say easy breezy. I'm not going to say I uh, screw you. Double header. Screw you, Milwaukee. Do you want? Do you want a guest to come in at any point? You want to come? To I the will show be here. Me? We're gonna hello national audience. We're gonna talk to Milwaukee producer Tim Shea. <laughs> They'll be like who? I mean, Tim, Tim, what do you, do you think need about, my scrub a dump? Tim, what do you? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Tim, what do you think about Kemba Walker getting bought out by the Pistons? Um, that's great, but um, you know the scrub a dump thing I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys want to hear my song? No. What? More importantly, what is I happening? made a song. I wrote a song. What is happening? So, with tomorrow's show, I would think because it's you know you talk about 
I just talked 30 minutes on the Brewers. I might not even say the word Brewers yeah. once tomorrow. Yeah. It's a national show. You got a national audience. And it's a holiday weekend. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have, you know, hopefully some of you guys will tune in. It's gonna be on the fan. Hopefully some of you call. Yes. But be good with your calls. <laughs> yeah. Be real good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe don't call. Just listen. No, 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 no. No. Let's call. say let's say that uh if this show with the callers is like uh like a bar, like a you know, like a dive bar. Mm-hmm. Like, so tomorrow with the national, it's like you're going to, it's like a bar off a wedding. You got to be a little more polite, you know. A little quicker with your points, maybe. Yeah, a little quicker. Less of the hello, how are yous? Good morning. You know, I'd love to talk to you on the national stage. But we'll have families driving off. We'll have, um, you know, truckers on the holiday weekend on a Friday. I mean, I could be talking to people in California, Texas. I don't know if we get broadcast in Tim's hometown of Vancouver. I'll have to take a look. Yeah, well, you know, at the affiliate list. So not that not that we're not national with this little app here. I mean, you can listen to somebody like National Bar. I'm in Florida right now. I matter of fact, I know. But like my parents can tune into an AM station tomorrow night and hear me on the radio. There's just something very very romantic about that. But I think what we'll talk about the most is probably the NBA with free agency tonight. And so I, I want to cover all my bases on free agency. If we have a Deshaun Watson decision, because we're in day three now of them trying to figure out what to do with him. So I'm going to have to brush up on my Deshaun Watson stuff. I have, like, not... Some of these legal stories, I don't get as into. But then nationally, it's like it's like the top story. And so what I'm interested in in that story is what Baker Mayfield should and will do if Deshaun Watson's out for a year. Because Baker doesn't... Baker's if I'm, like, if I'm Baker, yeah. I'm out. No, if I'm Baker, I'm playing. Uh, no, I'm out. Take me to Seattle. Take me to... But it's so different. I think Baker's best chance... You can go to Carolina. You can go to Seattle. You guys are basically hearing a warm-up for tomorrow. You can go to Carolina. You can go to Seattle. It's all fine. But you have the best weapons around you in Cleveland. You've got a team that's ready to win in Cleveland. So where are you going to have more success? Cleveland. And in this case, it's interesting because you think, well, if I was wronged by my employer, I wouldn't want them to benefit. I don't want them to have success off, off of me. But you got to remember how different the NFL is and how different sports are than our normal jobs. Yeah. What Baker can do is basically what Baker should look at is where's the best place for me to audition? And Cleveland is the best place for him to audition. Because if he's in Cleveland next year, no, no, no. You get, get out. Get out of that mess now. Right, because he's no, a free agent then, I believe. Yeah. Get out. Get out. If it's up to you, maybe get out. But what's better than having one last year Win a Super Bowl with Cleveland. The organization's going to be bummed about it. Cleveland's going to love you forever. And then get out. And you can leave. Perfect. The Sean O'Connell. Madison, what's up? Hey, Bart, that is, uh, that's a good take The um, on Baker. The only thing is that, you know, so much would have to go right to make that, um, you know, double bird's uh, departure happen that is out of his control. I mean, it would be epic if it does happen. Like, I, I'm almost choking up thinking how awesome that would be to, oh. to you know, give him the old heave-ho. But, oh, my God, that would be so I – think, I think moving on right now is the move for him. I really do. Um, but the, the reason I called is uh, for that, that, that exciting opportunity you have um, coming up. Probably the, your best move is if you have Rodgers – phone number who was not on honestly i was a little surprised he was not on the top 10 list roger from cudahy oh roger from cudahy yeah oh that if if like you said the but the bar uh, attached to the wedding roger that is his wheelhouse right there he is so articulate and well rationed and he 
doesn't say um like I do. I mean, I've been hitting the head so many friggin' times that uh, I mean, I'm barely able to dial this phone to call you. So if you got, if you can reach out to Roger, get Roger to call you. I mean, that would be a real solid phone. Maybe I should have. Maybe we should set up like through tomorrow's show, set up things that I would want you guys to call about and say, <laughs> and then I'll like, and then I'll just sound super prepared. Like you could say. Hey, Bart, I uh, remember in the Packers in 1973, and I'll just rip off a bunch of random facts about John Brockington. And you'll say, oh, my God, this, this guy's so crazy. Or, or or just have you guys call and say, or here's what we could do. No, new idea. If you guys all call in and like, hey, this is Mike the Painter from Milwaukee. This is Sean from Madison. Oh, it's great to hear Bart. That's one thing. But if you guys call as like, hey, this is the Sean O'Connell I live in, Houston, and I'm just able to pick up this voice, and what a great sports mind this is. I've never heard this guy before. He's incredible. Yeah, some slow-pitch softball. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, Hey, this is John in Franklin, Tennessee, and what a great opportunity is to hear this terrific young man with a fresh voice. Yeah, Sean from Springfield. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it's worked for illusionists and magicians with plants in the audience. And, yes. Uh, wrestling. Wrestling does a lot of wrestling, good plants like yes. that. So there you go, Bart Winkler. That's fantastic. See, now you're thinking. Yes. Now you're thinking. Let's awesome. plant you guys on the air tomorrow night. Call in from different areas. I'll know your voice. And, and just praise me. I mean, that comes naturally for me. It really does, so... Well, right, and well, vice versa, Sean. You know how I feel about you. Yeah, pal. And uh, good old KS, uh, he's one of the few guys that I miss him on Twitter. That, that He's one of the guys that I miss. Since you got off Twitter? Twitter yeah, him, him and uh, Drunk David Stern, um, you know, those are my guys. But I would uh, think that you uh, have a shot to get back in the top ten. I, I don't know why he slighted you. Don't care. No, uh, th- those other guys are better callers anyway. Uh, I And I'm a Ram fan. Um because uh, I also think he, it might be a troll job, and he does keep a kayfabe, man. I love it. So um, I don't know. I and, still think your take about the Brewers Unfiltered podcast was an all-timer. Well, I appreciate that, Bart Winkler. And, you know, it's funny, too, because I was listen- I, was, um, I, I do dip my toe into the Odyssey app feature of uh, listening to old shows if I miss something and whatnot, and there was a promo for it uh on your show, and you hear, uh, I forget who, I, I think it was Levering and uh, Dillard were talking to each other about the, you know, that bad, bad stretch in uh, May, early June, and they go something like, it uh, could have been better, but then they both go, it could have been worse, and I'm like, that's probably the name of that stupid podcast that would stick. Ooh. It could be worse, Pod Brewers. <laughs> All right, Sean. All right, pal, take care. Knock him dead this weekend. Yeah, thanks, buddy. See ya. The Sean O'Connell. You want to call us a plant tomorrow, Tim? Yeah, I, if you want. I mean, I, I think you, you'll be fine. No, 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 I'll be fine, but I, what, 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 what? What do you want to talk about? No, I want, like, you say, hey, this is yeah. Tim from uh, Wyoming. No. Okay. I just, I just, I've been listening to sports radio for 35 this... years, and I've never ever heard someone with so such fresh takes is this young man well if we're gonna use that voice i'll say i'm from like texas hi my name's tony from texas tony from texas tony from texas tony from texas he called he was disappointed he said he didn't want to go on air he was disappointed with his uh sixth rating he was trying to convince me well you got to take it up with good old ks that's what i said i said i didn't make these good old ks put up his top 10 for callers then he goes honestly i'm what like top two top three he was trying to convince me to convince myself. I'm like, look, these are not my rankings. These are not mine. These are not my. Do you rankings. want? Should we all? Should over the weekend? No, I don't do rankings okay, anymore. Never mind. No, because you guys are all like my children. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't do rankings anymore. My uh, good old. Chaos, we are all number one to you. Yes. The top ten right now for good old chaos for WSSP on the whole. Paul the perfect painter. Greg Winkler nine. Mike the better painter. Barbecue J. Tony in Texas six. Spark Guy, Dave and Cudahy, J-Mo, Notebook, Mike and Trav. And good old KS has just uh, heard the Sean O'Connell and said, I think I just found a new caller. And the fact that the Sean O'Connell isn't that interested in being in the top 10, I think that puts him in the top 10. That puts him in the top 10. Hey, y'all, this is uh, Tim 
from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I don't think I'd be able to do it. I just like doing this. I should voice. do it from like looking at you in the window. You know what? Let me put this out there. I need somebody that can do a southern accent. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I need someone that can do. I need someone that can sound like Brett Favre. Do we know uh, anyone that can do a Brett Favre Brett impression? Favre. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre himself? No, not Brett no. Favre himself. You, okay. I need someone that can do a Brett Favre because I am cooking something up. I need someone that can do a Brett Favre. I, I'm stumped. I might just be my, me, I, but it can't can be. Can you do it? I Let's hear your Brett Favre. Well, I just do hey, I just do hey, shucks. Uh. Hey, 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 Brett, how you doing? It's Brett Favre. Brett Favre, Brett Favre I, from Kill Mississippi. I understand. I'm going to be uh, paid for this appearance. I probably will only do one of them and still get paid all thirty. And uh, you can come after me later. I got to go up for a signing up at Lambo. Yeah. Oh, gee. I think Aaron. I talked to Aaron. I, I don't talk to Aaron. I don't know. It's just my. It's just my speculation. I haven't talked to Aaron in three months. But when I talked to Aaron yesterday, what's your favorite county stadium memory? Mine was diving into the end zone against uh, Atlanta. What if the Packers still played here? Uh, that would be amazing. I'd love it. I don't like it. No. Did you ever get to a game at County Stadium? Not a Packer one. I mean, I, I like. I like. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was I think if you'd go, you'd have a different opinion. Oh no, I like it for Milwaukee. Like, hey, the Packers are playing here, and you could get home like and that. And if that's the reason the Packers had to stay alive for a while, I just I thought it was pretty like minor league. A lot of what moving to or playing two games down here. Well, it was it three for a while? Three regular season games. I thought so. It very well could have. Five in Green Bay, three in Milwaukee. I mean, they're Green Bay Packers. They play in Milwaukee. And then they get good, and then they leave. When they yeah. leave, 94. Yeah. Brad Favre died, dove into the end zone. And they played at County Stadium. What a dump. That's how bad the attendance was in Green Bay? I don't think it was the, I don't think it was attendance reasons. Well, what was the point, then? I don't know. That's a. No, to save the team, they had to. They didn't just play. I mean, you play one. Now, if they want to play one with one of their nine game, you know, this ninth game, I think this ninth game, this ninth home game should be neutral. I think this ninth game should be like uh, the Packers and the, I don't know, it doesn't have to be anyway. The Packers and the Chiefs play at uh, Iowa State, something like that. Packers played games in Milwaukee to attract more fans and revenue, while the team's then official home city stadium renamed Inadequate remained inadequate compared to other NFL venues. Threats by the league to relocate the Packers permanently to Milwaukee caused the team to replace City Stadium with Lambeau Field. And I guess they just continued that tradition of playing in Milwaukee. Wow. All right. Yeah, because they just, yeah. And that's why you still get Milwaukee people that still have season tickets. A lot. Yeah. The gold games, the green games, and then... That's always a fight when the schedule comes out. Okay, what game is number two and five? I think it's... Home game two, home game five. So what am I? What am I on a waiting list for? Tickets, on, I think you're. I think if you're on the waiting list, you're on the waiting list for all, all eight. Eight. Because I ain't waiting fifty years to get the Milwaukee package. No. I don't even want season tickets to the Packers. Why did I even get on that list? Your parents. I got on. The, I signed up. When? When I was fourteen. I signed up you with signed my yourself brother, up? yes, knowing that when we'd be older, we would be on the list. Okay. So we talked, we're like, because then we can give them to our grandkids. So now-, now So you had the intent, you and your brother had the intention of never getting them? I had the intention of getting them when I was like 60. Okay. I signed up when I was 15 what are you? to get them when I was 60. What number are you? 38. I have a buddy. Oh, how no. old am I? <laughs> no, no, no. What number are you in line for season tickets? Oh, 41,000? 40, uh, okay, so I had a buddy who's he's going to get them next year. Oh. He's in, like, the 100s. And he already has. Here's the weird part. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how he went about this. He already has the Milwaukee package. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how. 
he went about that to get the rest of the season. Dude, they got there's got to be a train up from Milwaukee to Green Bay. I don't want to drive that. Do you ever take How many games do you go to? Home games. Do you do you go to one every one, three years. one yeah. Go on a shuttle, go on a bus. I, there's there's got to be a train. You want the train. Yeah, I know. That tra- that train would be awesome. How the hell is there not a train? Give me a train. How is there not a train to Madison? I know. I can go to Chicago right now and be back by dinner on a train. It would be great for Saturdays. It would be great for Sundays. Every time I go to Chicago, I take the train. I love the train. I'd go to Madison so much more if there was a train. I would, too. Honestly, I would. I would just go for the day, go catch a football game. I'd go to Green Bay more, honestly. I would, too. Go to, uh, I was going to say spring training, training camp. Yeah. I'd go all the time. I want there to be a train. Right on the lake, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, You drive up 43, and there's, like, nothing around. God, where would we put a train? Oh, I don't know. Right everywhere? Jeez. And it would help the cities. Sheboygan? Who goes Sheboygan on purpose in the year of 2022? Anybody? Oh, Blue Harbor. Oh, great. Yeah. The only time you can go there is on an off weekend. Because that's always sold out. Manitowoc? You ever been to Manitowoc? I have a friend in Manitowoc. Yeah. Is he depressed? Usually. Yeah. Two rivers? Are there two or three rivers there? Because I've heard there are three. One guy playing soccer once, I asked him, where are you from? He goes, TR. I go, what in the hell is TR? He goes, two rivers. How do you not know that? I said, because I'm not from TR, you stupid dork. You're from Fondy. Yeah, I'm from FDL. He said, what's FDL? I said, shut it. And then we got in a fight. Now we're best friends. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Ryan Horvath, 9 o'clock hour. Big show next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.